Perhaps it's because I'm an American, but the show, The Crown, about the life and experiences of Queen Elizabeth II just blows my mind. The expectations of her and the inexplicable rules of etiquette that the royals have to follow are pretty incredible and frankly unreasonable. It's crazy that folk live that way. And while the current monarchy in England and most other places does not have any real political power, they still hold a significant social role in the countries where they rule, although I'm not sure the scrutiny and judgment they endure is worth it. Today is Christ the King Sunday, as we've mentioned several times, the last Sunday of the church year, the grand finale. Next week, we begin a new church year with the beginning of Advent. Today, on this grand finale Sunday, we celebrate Christ as King. The histories of monarchy suggest that there are two main ways that folk become kings and queens. By birth or by blood. They're either born into a particular ruling family or they take power by force and bloodshed. Jesus became king by both, but not in the same manner that would typically take the throne. As it turns out, everything about Jesus as king turns the human experience of power and leadership on its head. Downton Abbey and the Crown cannot help us understand the kind of king Jesus is. This morning's Old Testament text in Jeremiah reminds us that the old way of ruling with blood and privilege will no longer work in the way of God. Kings as shepherds that do not care for their folk and instead make choices based on their own well-being and profit, who leave behind the strays, is not the future that God has for God's people. Instead, Jeremiah prophesies of of a future where leaders will truly care for their people and that none will be missing, a kingdom of equality and nurture. In the meantime, the morning's gospel gives us a chilling tableau. Isn't it interesting that on the grand finale Sunday of the church calendar, we end with Jesus dying on the cross? Jesus on the cross, the other two folk who were up for execution on that day, on his right and on his left. If you've ever struck up a kinship with strangers over a shared negative experience like getting stuck in an elevator or on an airport tarmac, you know that there's a certain camaraderie that occurs, right, from being in the same terrible place at the same terrible time. You ever had that experience? This incurred in a really intense way, to say the least, for Jesus and the other men that were dying that same terrible day in the same terrible way. Their conversation was raw and real. I wonder how much more they talked during those hours that it took to die. It's estimated that it takes between 5 and 20 hours to die from being crucified. So they had to have a lot more conversation during all those hours than what is just recorded in Luke. But all that is written down is this, that short interchange regarding Jesus' legitimacy as Messiah, while a hastily scrawled sign above Jesus' head reads, 
This is the King of the Jews. And with Jesus' last breaths, he asked for forgiveness for those who killed him. This is our Gospel for Christ the King, grand finale of the church year Sunday. Jesus dying and having a chat with two strangers that happened to be dying the same terrible day in the same terrible way. Forgiving those who did this terrible thing to him. And then a sign hanging over his head. Thankfully, the epistle gives us a way of putting it all together. The corrupt shepherds, the community of men dying, the forgiveness of those who are so violent. Jesus the Colossians text writes, is the image of the invisible God, the window into the fullness of God's self. In Jesus, we see God. Unsurprisingly, humanity has gotten this whole monarchy thing really, really wrong. We get a lot of things wrong a lot of the time. As it turns out, the most important thing at a dinner party with the king is not whether you use the correct fork or bow in the right way at the right time or know the appropriate etiquette. Instead, in a dinner party with the king, you can expect that the wine will never run out. That your feet will be washed by the king himself. Rather than wondering if you're worthy of an audience, the king and this kingdom of God and attempting to use all personal and political clout to get one, all you have to do is be the most broken one in the room to get time alone with Jesus. Jesus as king seeks out those who are most in need, those who are weakest, who are suffering, who are rejected. In fact, Jesus the king reminds us All the time, that to love and serve someone who is suffering or vulnerable is the same as loving God. We love and serve God when we love and serve others. This is the grand finale. Having Christ as king means that we get to stop worrying about whether we're worthy or not. That gets in the way of loving God and loving others. And that we can stop worrying about what other people think of us. Jesus, in his life and ministry, constantly rejected the notion of people-pleasing and instead lived in the realm of people-healing. This is the grand finale. It's one of the hallmarks of following Jesus. We can never be a part of the healing of the world if we are trying to please people. Church, do you hear that this morning? This is the grand finale of our faith. We cannot be world healers and changers if we are trying to keep an unsmeared reputation, if we do not let go into the love and grace and flow of God's Holy Spirit, which means letting go of a lot of things, including how we are perceived, what we get to control. The most dangerous thing to injustice, pain, and evil is a group of hope-filled people who are willing to love without a thought to their own reputations. 
That is the definition of the body of Christ, the church. Christ as king does not grab power through nepotism or bloodshed and then share that power and prestige only with his friends. Christ the king uses vulnerability and sacrifice and supernatural life to invite everyone into their own journey of suffering, service, transformation, and resurrection. I gotta tell you, as I worked on this sermon this week, thinking about the fact that this is the grand finale, just like, oh man, come on, we've got to have a better grand finale than that. Couldn't we have Easter be the last day of the church calendar? Wouldn't that be great? Just end on that really high note. But we're left grappling. It doesn't sound appealing. It kind of sounds off-putting. But I think it only sounds off-putting if we do not believe that Jesus is the image of the invisible God. I think all of us would love it if it was, you know, Easter was the last day of the church year and we could remember that, you know, we're going to be healthy and wealthy and wise as long as, as we park ourselves in these pews a certain number of times a year and, and then we have the right bumper sticker and we have the right everything that we need in order to call ourselves a good Christian. But that's not the good news. That's not the grand finale. The grand finale is trusting that Jesus is the window into the fullness of God and understanding that this upside-down kingdom is what rules our hearts and what our true destiny is. The hierarchies and bloodshed and power and dominance and bigotry of the world are bankrupt. The grand finale is that we, broken as we are, get to embrace the way of love, acceptance, grace, hope, joy, suffering, service, healing of Jesus, being fully human, knowing that Christ is our King. A lot of times as a pastor, I hear people talking about just wringing their hands and saying, I just wish I could know what God's will for me is. I want to know what God wants me to do. Why can't Jesus just materialize and tell me what to do next? Christ the King Sunday reminds us that God has. In Jesus So listen up. Reject the temptation to power and control. Serve the least of these. Stop trying to meet your own needs and cravings while the world starves. Live the truth of who God made you to be. It's beautiful. Protect the vulnerable. Embrace the life set before you. Offer grace and an open heart to whomever you encounter. Give, love, serve. This is the grand finale. Christ as king does not simply show or tell the way. There's not a series of hoops to jump through. There's not a rule book. Jesus is the way.
And through this image of the invisible God, we see that vulnerability and weakness and walking this path set before us is also the way to resurrection, to life, to hope. Thank God that Christ is King. Amen. Amen.